Guys, welcome back to another episode. Jessica got Jessica got heated on this show. I never thought she looked so oh, sexy before my life. Yes, she, I went on a rant and I tore you a new one. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask Liveling TV. So last week we did the lightning round. 20 questions. People seem to like it. Yeah, you guys enjoyed getting all of that information into one episode, so we figured we'd do it again. So let's try it. We're going to aim for 20 questions again. And uh, so we got them all right here. If you want your questions answered, there's a big queue. That's why we're doing the lightning round to catch up. Um, but if you want to get them answered, you can post them on our social media, on Twitter, on Snapchat, on Instagram, and on Facebook using the what? Hashtag ask live lean tv make sure you get that right and yeah also make sure that the question is like concise but also gives us some background on who you are and that, what your goals are that's why we like twitter the best because 140 characters and it's easy for us to find so that's the best way to post your questions yeah let's get into the show first question from youtube from adriana jsc11 says i recently started tracking what i eat and realized that i'm not eating enough then was happy to see you upload a video about reverse dieting. My, right. question that if I, my question is that if I make an effort to consume more calories, will my weight increase before I can lose weight? If so, I wonder how long my body would take to get used to the change. I don't restrict my calories intentionally. However, I'm 25 pounds overweight and I don't want to gain more weight. Okay, great. I love this question because I think that's a, such a common fear and such a common like relevation that people have when they figure out how many calories they actually are eating. They're usually accidentally under eating. This is so common because um, that doesn't include those binges that happen accidentally when you're chronically under eating. Like, let's be real. When you're not eating enough throughout the day, you get to the end of the night and you just want to eat freaking everything in your kitchen, right? I know you've had those feelings. Yeah. I've had those feelings. So it's really important that you eat enough in the morning and the daytime so that when it comes to dinner time, you don't just completely blow it out because it's easily possible to eat, you know, a thousand, two thousand calories in a sitting if yeah. you're not careful. So this is the lightning round, so I want to keep it quick. So oh, right. my, my, my two cents on this was just, um, it's not just about calories in, calories out. That's a big portion of it, but there's another piece to it. It's called your metabolism. So if you're eating way too little calories, your body can go into starvation mode. It can hold on to all the fat without burning it off. So what we need you to do is eat more calories. It's going to help you build more muscle. It's going to increase your metabolism, and that's how you live lean forever. So don't worry about adding more calories. Just be active. Just make sure you're eating healthy food and make sure you're close to your calorie needs and you should be good. And no, you won't gain weight in the short term while you're adjusting, but you will experience first fullness and then a lot of hunger and then it will level out for you. But you know you should not gain weight if you're eating the right amount for your activity needs and your BMR. Okay, so David Fuses on Twitter says, I'm a type one diabetic, was obese at 350 pounds, now 190, work out six days a week. How could I have a low carb diet? So amazing weight loss. Yeah. That's like a lot of progress so far. That's really amazing. So 
how could I have a low carb diet? I don't really know. Yeah. What, what do you mean by this question? You, I mean, I, yeah, I don't understand what you mean by how could I have a low carb diet? Um, because um, you I, are a type lower, one diabetic, yeah. so a lower carb diet is going to be really good for it's you. It's going to be what your doctor recommends That's, probably. Yeah. And so yeah. we do have a lot of diabetics that come to us and they follow our way of eating because it is of lower carb. It is about managing your blood sugar levels. And um, so my Eat Clean, Live Lean cookbook, um, you can see that at liveleancookbook.com, that has all um, healthy meals, lower carb options, higher in protein, higher in fat, dairy-free, legume-free, like all that stuff. Yeah. It's perfect for diabetics like you. So if you want to know how to eat low carb and have it sustainable and have it delicious, go check out liveleancookbook.com. Yep. Okay, great. Okay, next question from Twitter from Cassia says, what do you think about zero calorie rice or noodles? Is it safe to eat? Um, I've tried them before. I think they smell funky <laughs> and the texture is super weird. So instead of having that, I'd rather just have like zucchini noodles because that's yeah. also a free food and it's actually natural and it's not you know, made it, in a laboratory. It's gonna have more micronutrients to it as well. Yeah. So I, that's a really good point. I would go with that route. Um, Cause but, that's a, just a, a great version of zero calorie noodles right there. It's just all you have to do is get a spiralizer, spiralize your zucchini yeah. and you have the equivalent there. So I'd rather eat that than some, yeah. I don't even know what they're made of, but it's not natural foods. But I mean, honestly, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like if you're eating that, you're good if you're like eating healthy, everything else, but you know. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I think when you're using a lot of like diet foods or like zero calorie fake foods and stuff, it's kind of like training you to overeat because everything's so free. You can eat like huge volumes yeah. and you don't feel full off of it. So I think it's better if you eat regular size portions and include a lot of vegetables and yeah. have your healthy fats and proteins and just get the Franken foods out of, yeah. out of your diet. Franken foods. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Blonde versus World, um, ask Live Lean TV, how many exercises should you perform for each muscle group when you are on a workout split? Ex example, I'm doing a leg day, how many different leg exercises should I perform to get optimal muscle building results and fatigue my muscles? All right, great question. Yeah, so how so, many muscle, or how many exercises per So I mean, it's different for everybody. So it depends on what your fitness level is. Like, mm -hmm. obviously if you were more advanced, you've been, you have a longer fitness training experience, then you you're gonna be able to handle more and you're gonna have to do more. Yeah. Whereas you're a beginner, you only maybe need to do a few Less. little things. So yeah. it really depends on that. But let's just say you're like intermediate. So you've been training for a year or so. Yeah. Um, for legs, like I would have you do probably um, like I would like to do the quad, focus on quads, hamstrings, and calves. So I'd probably have you do like six sets. So maybe like um, three set, maybe six to eight sets. So three sets of quad focus stuff, three sets of uh, hamstring focus stuff, and then two sets of calves. But when you say calves. sets, do you mean exercises or do you Sorry, mean Sorry, exercise. I mean exercises. exercises. Yeah. So um, three exercises per muscle group is what you're saying. Yeah. So, so and, for leg day, that may be six. And then you have, you got to figure out your tempos. Like how slow are you going? You got to figure out how many sets, how many reps. Like, so what I would recommend you do is get on a program. Yeah. It would be the recommendation with that. But, um, you know, if you're intermediate, you know, 10 reps, three sets, that many exercises, like I said, and that's like the baseline, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no like exact answer for this, but um, yeah, like if you check out different programs, like you look at some of our workouts, like Live Lean Formula for Women or Live Lean Afterburn or something like that, you can see how many exercises we include per workout and that should help answer your question. Yeah. Okay, next question on YouTube from VazG92 says, got any tips for loose skin? I've lost around 35 kgs in half a year and have a fair amount of loose skin. Yeah, I, we've had this question before on the show. I know in past episodes, we've talked about what to do with loose skin, but unfortunately guys, loose skin is 
gonna tighten up somewhat after you've maintained your lower weight for a while, it will somewhat. But if you've been very obese and you lost a lot of weight, it's just a part of the reality there. And there's nothing you can do with diet or exercise that's gonna change that. You can get surgery to tighten it up, you know? There's a lot of surgeons out there who have done tummy tucks and things that have yeah. gotten great results for people who have lost massive amounts of weight. Um, not necessarily that we would recommend that. I would recommend that you are proud of your body because it shows how far you've come and how much weight you lost. But I understand if I say. was in that situation, yeah, I probably would get the surgery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably would too. It's, yeah. it's hard to tell somebody who you, you, we've never experienced to just be yeah. proud of it. Like we don't know what that's like. So I, I would say um, surgery is your best option. And that's talk probably to, what I would honestly do. Talk to a few different doctors or maybe even go talk to people that have lost a lot of weight mm -hmm. and what they did to do it. Yes. Um, but we're not aware of any type of topical creams or no. any supplements that will help tighten up loose skin, especially like you said you lost 35 kilograms, which is awesome. So congratulations on that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but that's, that's the problem when people get to that point where they get um, you know, they add that amount of body yeah. fat and then Honestly, they, they take control of their the life thing, and then they're stuck yeah. with that. Like it's a tough thing. Yeah. So it's just why we always try to get people early on in their life to not get to that point. Right. So um, check with some doctors and find out what your options are, but that's what a recommendation. Okay. So Alejandro Valdez says how to combine hit and weightlifting for weight loss. I want to do hit cardio, but don't want that to interfere with my weightlifting. Well, you can actually combine it into, um, one workout in a sense, like it's very like a metabolic style training where mm -hmm. you're still lifting heavy weights, but you're keeping your rest period short. So your heart rate is up there and then it's dropping during, um, the, the rest periods. Like my living afterburn program is a perfect example of that. Yeah. That's exactly the first thing that came yeah. to mind. I'm like, you probably haven't done afterburn yet because if you did, you'd know exactly how to combine hit yeah. with weight training in a perfect way. Like afterburn lays it all out for you. Yeah. It's like already done. And it's recommended like in the schedule that there's four workouts with resistance training a week. And then I also have some optional hit in there, but it's not necessary. I have it optional because you're already pretty much doing hit when you're doing the, the afterburn style yeah, program. Right. So that's what I would recommend. But if um, you don't want to go that route, you could always do like, you know, three to four days of lifting weights. And then you could have your hit training on um, two, one to two days, or you could do your strength training for 35 minutes and then do your hit training for 20 minutes after your strength training. So those are a couple different options for you, but. Yeah, and don't be afraid. Like, I feel like people think that cardio needs to be like this long thing that's like this entire other workout, but really hit training can just take literally four minutes. Have you guys do. ever heard of Tabata? And workout finishers. Yeah, like that's what I do a lot of times is yeah. right after my strength training session, I'll just hit like a four minute Tabata and literally four minutes and your HIIT training is over with. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's very quick, very short and very effective for fat loss. Yeah. And it will not make you lose your gains as long as you keep it high intensity and short duration. Yeah, and at the end of every Live Lean Afterburn workout, it is, is a Tabata, a Tabata workout yeah. finisher. So yeah. I guess our answer is, <laughs> LiveLeanAfterburn.com. <laughs> yeah. Next question on Snapchat from Jennifer Rascon. Hi, can I drink daily just coffee and tea without sugar as my two liters of water intake? If not, why? How much coffee is considered as not healthy? And just for fun, which are the funnest things Kyla has done? 
<laughs> okay, well, two liters of coffee is gonna freaking <laughs> land you yeah. in the hospital, girlfriend. That is way too much it's the, caffeine. It's the adrenals, right? Like, oh it's, man, um, coffee I think, is. I don't know how, if I would be able to do that. Two it's, liters. It's like all things in life. Like too much of something good is not going to be good for you. Good. So yeah. coffee is good for you because it's got antioxidants in it. It's got caffeine, which is going to help you know turn on your brain essentially, give yeah. you the energy to perform better, stimulate energy. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we love coffee. But I only have one to two cups a day yeah absolutely i it. think of three coffees a day is I, too many I don't and that's not even close to one liter yeah so. we we do yeah. not recommend it it's <laughs> it's for your adrenal for your adrenal health yes and oh, uh, also why you don't count this towards your daily water goal because you guys all know we recommend like at least two two liters of water per day but coffee and tea are not included and the reason is because caffeine is a diuretic you'll probably notice after a cup or two of coffee, you're gonna feel like you have to pee a lot. And so that's flushing the water out of you versus just pure water is gonna help hydrate your muscles and not yeah, you know, a, act as a diuretic. It's so. a different thing. Like, you, you know, you, you can't- You need water and coffee, you can't not count only coffee. You can't count carbonated no. water drinks, like, no. um, you know, those things. Even just, like stevia sweetened just drinks. Just pure no. water, water, guys. guys. Like, yes, get, get in love with it, because it's gonna do your body good. What about lemon water? You would count it or don't yeah, count I, it? Yeah, I would that count That one it. I count. Yeah. Like, if you're adding lemon or even like apple cider vinegar, I would count that yeah, in your I would water. Count those. But anything that has caffeine or bubbles yeah. does not count. And then what what is the funnest thing Kyla has done? Oh my gosh. So many So many things. Make this one quick um i loved when she ate that carrot and laughed on the instagram <laughs> post that's like i'll always remember that she's eating a carrot and she just <laughs> so the, the thing i've been loving lately with her is um like i play with her like rough like, like like she's my boy so like i'll do pillow fights with her so she'll be sitting up i'll take the pillow and i'll knock her down <laughs> and she'll just start laughing like, like so more and more she'll get up laughing hit me again hit me again so i like playing tough with her where you're, do you do the mommy kind of things? I'm a little more gentle, but still, we have a lot of good times. Yeah. And she's fun every single day. I love her. <laughs> okay, so Reva Salamanca says, I've just discovered your YouTube channel. I'm allergic to eggs, so what foods can I substitute? What? Oh, bummer, egg allergy. We love eggs so much. Yeah. You guys know how much we love eggs. So, I mean, but... when you do have a food allergy and, like, you know that you should be eating the macros, nutrients of that food, so... You got to work back from that. You got to reverse engineer it. So eggs, other foods that have that macro, yeah, yeah, or close to it. So mm -hmm. eggs are known as like a fat food. So it's a healthy fat, primarily fat, but also protein. And it's got protein yeah. in it. So it's like find a food that has fat and protein in it, and then you can just replace it in there. Yep. So um, a lot of times people will like mix flax seeds in in for reduce or replace eggs with flax in, yeah, seeds. Yeah, in baking, that's a great it's, substitute because it helps foods hold together. I mean, it's not as good because it's not as calories. The, the calories aren't quite there and the macros aren't quite there, but you it's can just- It's more dry and not as like moist when you're baking with it. Yeah, but, but I mean like steak, like beef, those sort of things, like healthy fats, healthy proteins in yeah. it. Um, that's kind of thing. So you just got to kind of work. Yeah. I mean, instead of scrambled eggs, you could have like scrambled turkey stir fry or something yeah. like that. You know, you could make like ground up meats and kind of like stir fry Which it in a pan as if it was we scrambled We do eggs. every morning. Yeah. I can't really think of a substitute for an omelet. Do you have any ideas for that? No. You could make like a protein powder pancake. Like, yeah. so you put some protein and flax seeds together with water and then make like a pancake out of it. It would be sweeter, obviously, than an omelet, but mm -hmm. I think that would kind of give you the same effect. So yeah, basically just try to fill your macronutrients with other foods that have similar macronutrient values. Okay, next question on YouTube from Anna B says, I'm a fan for over two years and just wanted to say thank you for promoting healthy eating with occasional cheat meals. I'm a 52 year old mom, mom of two, 
and two adult girls and have freaking awesome hu husband. Just, just saying. Awesome. <laughs> Me too. Question. For weight loss burn effect, is it better to perform drop sets during weight training to ensure that I finish my rep sets? For example, I would lift 20 pounds for 12 reps, drop to 15 for 12 reps, then drop to 12 for 12 reps just to finish out the set of four. For me, I found that this will ensure good form and yet feel the burn. Your opinion on drop sets. My goal is to lose weight and I'm very active. By the way, I'm very nutritionally sound in my diet. No sugar, all natural. Mm -hmm, nice. Good okay. job, mama. Yeah, well, all right, a lot of information there. So basically we wanna know, are drop sets effective for, what was it, muscle gain? No, for weight loss. Or fat loss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, well, when it comes to fat loss, obviously your training style is important. It's gonna have some influence, but nutrition is all the most important But her nutrition's on point. So your nutrition's yeah. on point, so let's talk about fitness. Yes, drop sets are just one of the great protocols that you can use for fat loss training. It's not the only one or the best one, but there's several different ones you should be uh, using all at the same time, maybe cycling. Like if you're doing a program like Afterburn, like which we've already talked about on this show a couple of times, um, that program does have some drop sets yep. in it. It has a variety of training styles that it's gonna get you outside of your comfort zone so you're not always doing the same thing. What you described, it sounds good, but just make sure that you're not using drop sets to um, you know, get more reps. I don't know how to say this, but it's like, when you're doing drop sets, the reason should be to keep the intensity level higher as you're fatiguing instead of lowering the intensity level. Does that well, make sense? Uh, somewhat. Like it's about extending the set and keeping yeah. the time under t and extending the time under tension. Yes. Right? So when your choice is to quit or do a drop set, a drop set's better. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's but not it, like you should do one just for the heck of it. If, but it's if not. You don't to, need it. Yeah. Like it's not know? to say like every set for the rest of your life should be a drop set. No. Like, there's time and places for them in right. there. So you know you keep doing the same training mode all the time your body's going to adapt to it yes. so I, I notice that you're saying like 15 pounds for 12 reps and 12 pounds for 12 reps and so forth so yeah like I like re yeah. to, to reduce it like 20% for each drop set and then go to burn out or whatever it is so it sounds like you know what you're doing there yeah. so sounds fine to me yeah. awesome job and uh, 52 year old woman so for all you yeah. women out there that are like think you shouldn't be lifting weight or this and that like or there's that a 52 year old or, woman who yeah. is crushing it in the gym so I congrats. love it yeah and if you're getting good results then you're doing things right yeah. I want you guys all to know that that if you see if you like what you're seeing and the results are good then what you're doing is good okay so Dahlia Milan Vela can you give me your tips to improve my balance during lunges I always feel the need to grab a chair or something mm -hmm. all right core Practice. Yeah, core strength <laughs> is important, but also, yeah, you're right, practice is, is key. But if you're doing them a lot and you feel like every time you need to grab the chair and there's no improvement going on, then you're probably not using your core muscles. So, yeah, so like just get set your body up. So you're standing up straight during the lunge. So let's get your shoulders in the right position first. Right. So you're gonna elevate them, you're gonna retract them, and then you're gonna pull them down, okay? So that's gonna keep your chest out and then you're gonna turn, next thing, turn core on. So just tap your stomach, core turned on. Next well, thing. wait a minute. If you guys don't know what a core turned on feels like, this is something that you have to practice and acquire like the knowledge or the just ability to do so. So if you put your hands around your waist and you flex all your muscles and you feel your trunk get really solid, then your core is on. But if you're touching your stomach and it just feels squishy and you don't feel any like tense, muscle then your core is not on yeah so pretend like someone's gonna punch you in the stomach yeah, what do you it. do when you're gonna have get punched in the stomach you brace it and it doesn't mean suck in no sucking in is different than flexing okay so then your next step is you're gonna you know ground your feet into the floor you know strong feet and then you're gonna take a lunge keeping the core on 
plant that foot, strong foot again, and then straight down. So it's hard to like talk you through it, yeah, but um, it's, it, but... it comes down to just practice. So more practice, practice, practice. But not sloppy practice, like precise practice, that's key. Okay, next question, Snapchat from XM3GSX. I heard somewhere as a rule of thumb to look for food labels that have less than five grams of sugar per 100 grams of product. Is a good way to know how much sugar is too much. Is that a fair statement? Um, for example, a cereal is 29 grams of sugar in 100 grams of cereal, but oats is five grams of sugar per 100 grams. I stay clear of sugars where possible, so be handy to know how much is too much. P.S. Love you guys, Megan from Scotland. Okay. Scotland, Great. Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bad accent, sorry. <laughs> All right, so I think this is a little bit too much math for knowing which foods are healthy and which are not because um, it's pretty simple. I don't know if that rule would be true in all cases. Like say you're looking at the uh, nutrition label of maple syrup. What is maple syrup is like Good point. 40 grams of sugar or something like that. But this is maple syrup. It's a natural, healthy sugar that comes from a tree. It's not the same as like the sugar that's in your frosted flakes or your yep. lucky charms. You know what I mean? So I don't think that that rule is true across the board. I think your best bet in minimizing your sugar intake is to eat mostly natural foods. And the sugar that's in a banana is way different than the sugar that is in, yeah. you know, Frosted Flakes. Yes, I, I actually kind of like the rule, but I think yeah. the overseeing rule should be like, look at the ingredients. Where is the sugar coming from? What kind of sugar. Then apply this rule. So if mm -hmm. the sugar is coming from like sugar or cane sugar or something, apply this rule. And if it's under five grams, you know, you're pretty good. Like it's, totally. it's not that bad. Yeah, but some perfectly healthy foods are high in sugar. Yeah. That, but that's because it's natural It's sugar naturally occurring in the food. And it's not added sugar. So the rule about sugar is for added sugars, not natural ones. Okay, so Jafar says, are you guys planning on making more cookbooks this year? Also, I need help. How do I build muscle on a paleo lifestyle? All right, so yes. More cookbooks this year? Um, I have one yeah, coming out. Um, with. We also a, have a green smoothie book coming. Yeah, so my I have one coming out with my new muscle building program that's coming out. So it's gonna be an added on feature to that so you muscle need to buy the, the muscle building program to get the cookbook um, but it's going to have like my favorite go-to muscle building meals Easy and it is and stuff. it is uh, yeah. paleo paleo friendly as well mm -hmm. and we're also coming out with a new um, live lean yoga program which is going to have like a greens cookbook to green it green smoothie green smoothie cookbook to it i guess that's a blend book not yeah. a cookbook isn't it yeah and <laughs> then cooked, it's all and potentially towards the end of the year we may come out with something as well i have some ideas we'll in mind see. so we're always creating you guys yeah. whatever you see now like started months ago and what we're working on now will be ready months from yeah. now there's always something in the works what was so, his other question how do i build muscle on a paleo lifestyle well i mean paleo lifestyle to build muscle is simple because you're eating protein and protein is the driver of protein synthesis muscle synthesis so that's what you need to build muscle so you're going to get plenty of that then you just have to make sure you're eating enough calories to create that um you know the muscle building stimulus yeah. honestly muscle can be built on any type of lifestyle or diet that you choose it's not necessarily like which foods you eat but like how much you're eating and how well, you're I mean, training protein and is optimal stuff. though for muscle oh, yeah. building like oh, that's the building agree. blocks of it so yeah but i i'd go as far to say even a vegan could build muscle oh, absolutely. i think so there's a lot of vegan bodybuilders out there but, you all should leave your comments well, down that's, below that's that's thinking that vegans don't get protein like right I'm they sure do get they protein, get protein. Yes. so that's what right. i'm saying so that's why i'm saying every lifestyle <laughs> 
lifestyle <laughs> can build muscle. Okay. All right. Okay. Next question. Next question from YouTube from Anna Tan says, I generally work out one hour after breakfast and don't feel hungry immediately. Am I not getting all the benefits of my workout if I'm not eating my next meal one to two hours after my workout? P.S. I don't drink protein shakes. Okay. So, um, uh, the thing about not feeling hungry, mm. I kind of think you won't feel hungry until you train your metabolism exactly. to be hungry at it's, a certain it's time. It's the same it's thing like, as people in the yeah. morning. Like, oh, I'm not <laughs> hungry in the morning. I never well, used to be hungry yeah. in the morning either, but you, you train your body to yeah. become hungry. Right. So I don't listen to hunger cues as much as follow a meal plan. Like if you really want to be successful with body transformation, make a meal plan that you can stick to. Make it realistic to your lifestyle. Like I'm not saying you have to force feed yourself at 6 a.m. if you don't like eating at 6 a.m. But build your meal plan in a way so that you're fulfilling your macronutrient needs and you're doing it as like spaced apart and strategically as possible instead of just relying on like when you feel hungry and when you don't feel hungry because that just makes things a little messier and you may or may not be hitting your nutrient goals yeah. if you're doing it just kind of by the flow but yeah well what was the other part of the question no she just said i don't drink protein shakes so yeah so that that would make it like even more important to kind of get some food into you sooner than later because it's going to take longer to digest than a protein shake would so yeah. digest um, i mean digest what did i say digest okay <laughs> a a applicable <laughs> you'll have to see another show to get yeah. get that joke Okay, next question. Yeah, so basically in short, we want you to follow a meal plan instead of following your intuition. Okay, okay. This question's from Diego Vargas on Facebook. What is the story with Peyton? Ah, Peyton, my boy, Peyton. Peyton Manning or Peyton Guthrie? <laughs> <laughs> I think he means Peyton Man or Peyton, Peyton, oh. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton Guthrie. Um, so Peyton's doing well. Is he's, his middle name Manning? Yes, yeah. Peyton Manning Guthrie. He's doing well. He's back uh, where I grew up, back home in Halifax. So Good he's, old Canada. He's with his mama back there and um, yeah. I still see... Doing fabulous. Still see photos with him. Yeah. And, and, um, he's still handsome as ever. Yeah, he's doing well. He's still on that paleo diet. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you were aware or not, but he's actually one of our lively transformations because he was on like a grain. It was like a high, it was so frustrating too because it was a higher end organic dog food, but but had grains and stuff in it. Then we got switched him to the uh, raw meat diet, and he just crushed it with losing weight. And, and he snacks on veggies and apples carrots. and carrots. Yeah, yeah he's doing so he's cute. doing great. Yeah. So thank you for uh, bringing up uh, bringing up my boy. And every time I go back home, I always see him. Okay, next question from Snapchat from Tulip991. Hey guys, this one's for you, Jess. I just had twins almost three weeks ago and a wow. big admirer of yours and follow your journey post-pregnancy. I myself am also trying to put back on lost muscle while remaining lean. I have a few close friends that are pregnant right now. I'm just wondering if there is anything you would have done differently while pregnant or right after giving birth. Um, amazing on the twins. I'm so jelly because I actually <laughs> want to have twins. We've been talking about this. I'm like, can you bring me some twins? No, please? we just want one. Yeah, we want twins. If we don't have twins, we're going to have twins the first time around. Then, no, get, then I I'm getting snipped. Twins, no. <laughs> anyway, I think twin births are so beautiful and amazing, and I'm just so jelly of your situation. But okay, so regarding fitness and nutrition pregnancy wise, no, there's nothing that I would have done differently with this pregnancy. I think I had the best 
pregnancy experience mm. and delivery and everything. I just feel so grateful and blessed that everything went so well that it did. Um, also the recovery afterwards was just super smooth and I was taking like pain medication for like a little bit after, but not very long and everything kind of tightened back up just like it should. So, um, some nutrition tips I would give, Oh, you know what I'll probably do differently? Like, I don't know if you followed my videos of during pregnancy and stuff. I was eating six dates a day, every day for like two weeks before giving birth. I won't do that again. I don't think there's any truth to that. I think there was like a lot of pregnancy related nutrition myths that I believe things that would help pregnancy. And I don't know that they did or didn't, but how can you ever really know? Right. Um, eat healthy foods. Obviously I ate a lot of vegetables and I ate basically the same way that we eat still, um, throughout pregnancy. And that's what I would recommend to all of your pregnant friends. I would just, for me next I time. would, you know, obviously I'm speaking on, on your behalf, but this is from an observation. Mm -hmm. I would just go in there based with a mindset that you're pregnant. It doesn't mean it's a free for all. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't mean you're disabled. You can still exercise. Like it's, you know, like what is it? 300 calorie surplus you basically yeah, need. Like totally. it's 300. Which is just an extra snack. It's not a yeah. lot. Like it's a, it's an extra like smoothie. Like it's, yeah. it's a, like it's not, a, and, and people just blow it out. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm a dude, a so I should there. just shut up because I don't understand all the no. hormonal stuff. But you did so You're well. You're so right, though. But you You're did so, so right. well on it. Like, yeah. she is definitely the role model for how Thank to. You. No, seriously. Like, even if I wasn't your husband, I'd be saying that because oh, um, she crushed it. You know what I think what I did well with my pregnancy that I'm proud of myself for is I kept a level, a logical head throughout mm. the whole thing. I didn't let emotions or excuses like sway me way off the wagon. Like, like I'm pregnant, so I'm just going to eat everything in this entire table and I'm just going to eat as much ice cream and crap as I want. And I deserve like, it because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Or like, I'm just going to skip all my workouts because who cares anymore for nine months? Just don't care no more. No, it's like treat yourself like you matter, you know, like your fitness matters, like, like just keep living your life. Just keep doing your routine. And like you're setting example for the little thing that you're yeah. growing inside of you. That's, I think we should just end it at that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to be pregnant again. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Bree Johnson says, Hey guys, I wanted to get your best advice for sticking to a program when you tend to hop around. Oh, you're one of these oh, program hoppers. Trust me, you're not alone. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I had a really hard time with that back in the day. Like I would just see things in magazines. I would see something on the internet and that would be my workout of the day. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, but, I think it kind of goes beyond like just being a program hopper. I think it probably goes... In, extends into other areas of your life as well. Like a nutrition That hopper? you're just not focused. Like yeah. even like in work, like you're just not dialed in on something like, oh, you got an email, I gotta go check this. Oh, there's a tweet, I gotta go check this. Like distracted, it's, you're living a yeah. very distracted life. It's, yeah. I think you just really need to get focused. Like just focus in, figure out what your why is and just keep going back to that. Every time you're like, okay, I'm bored with this. Like I wanna hop to this next little fun Instagram video that I saw. Like, no, yeah, and you know what? you're we on a program yeah. for a reason. You have to stick to it and see it through to the end. We can't judge your whole life based on this question. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, um, you know, there's a chance that maybe you are one of those people that's very, very focused at work. And then like when it comes to your fitness, you're just all over the place. But try to channel some of that focus. If you're focused in one area of your life, try to channel that into fitness and realize that by sticking to something consistently, being steady, being determined, um, staying persistent. on a course and yet being persistent, that is the number one way to see success with a specific goal. In anything in life. Yes. So if your goals are specific, so should your program be like, why should you have a specific body transformation goal yet? Your programs are like 
chaos, yeah. you know? So um, no think, think harder about your goals and about your reason why, about what you're trying to achieve with these workouts. And if your goal is just to have fun and be healthy, then maybe random workouts yeah. are fine for you. But Seriously. if your goal is to really dial it in and get to a certain body fat percentage and look like a fitness model and like, you know, if you really know what you want, then find a program that matches those goals and execute and stay with it. Okay, next question. Snapchat from Apex Forever says, once you're eating maintenance calories but still lifting and doing a little bit of cardio, could you still lean out? Or do you have to stay in a deficit in order to lose fat? I do not think I can maintain or return to a deficit any longer as it's been a year. I've lost my period, hair, and my hands and feet have become very cold. I thought the deficit was sustainable. I had fat to lose and went too low in calories, always eating real food. And in my head, this was the plan for the rest of my life. But doctors and family have said and proved that it's not good for me. I want to continue leaning out as I'm not underweight nor shredded, but I cannot justify going in a deficit right now. I need my periods back. Is progress possible? Mm, okay. All right. Um, I'm sorry for all the struggles you're going through. Like, I don't like to hear any of that, that you're losing your hair and your hands and feet are cold. That's all signs and that your period is lost. That's all signs that things are not well. So first thing I want you to do is focus on getting well. I would put you right back to your maintenance calories. Don't be in a deficit right now. You need to focus on your health, your wellness, your well-being, your hormonal state. You know, get your period back on track, get your hair to stop falling out, you know, get healthy again before you can tackle a body fat loss goal or really get in like killer athletic shape. Um, you, like we talked about before, when you're eating your maintenance calories, you won't be gaining weight. To gain weight, you need to be in a surplus. Maintenance calories means you will stay at the same weight. Um, a deficit is not intended to be long-term. If you're doing a deficit for more than, I don't know, what would you say? It depends on how big your goal is. But if it's more than like six months or a year, I would reconsider that. You yeah, know? I mean, you can be in a deficit for a longer extended period of time. If you have a lot of weight to lose, maybe. But you have to eat a lot. Yeah. So like this is what people forget. Like they just go as low as possible in the calorie goal, as low calorie as possible. That's not the goal to losing fat. The goal of losing fat is being in a deficit but still working out, which then allows you to eat more food. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. like you could be on 2000 calorie diet, eating healthy foods, feeling good, feeling energetic, but burning 2300 calories a day because you're working out and you're on a good program. Totally. So you're still in a 300 deficit, but you're still but you're feeling full. Yeah. You're still good. Like that's the, what that's, belittling way to yeah. lose weight so like you guys saw me after pregnancy i had a couple of pounds of fat to lose did i go on a starvation diet no i just ate a little bit less than my maintenance calories and the weight just came off and you got and, more active yeah, yeah and i got active and like yeah things work out when you're eating the right amount of food but when you undercut yourself severely that's when you run into slow metabolism yeah. holding on to stubborn body fat and like you said you're not underweight but you're not as lean as you want to be, that's probably because your body's holding on to that fat for dear life because it has nothing else. So focus on getting yourself healthy, focus on building lean muscle, and the fat will take care of itself. You're, you'll start to shed fat once you are healthy and training athletically. Yeah. Okay, Erin O'Laughlin says, I love your show and you guys. What do I do if I want to live lean, but I don't want to give up sweets at all, <laughs> like ever? <laughs> <laughs> I need and want a dessert every day. Thoughts? I am 5'7 and weigh 145 and I'd like to lose five pounds. Um, I know the sweets would make a difference, but it doesn't feel realistic not to have one sweet a day. All right, Aaron, guess what? Got good news for you. Wheat, sweets? You can eat sweets. <laughs> yeah. 
You can 100% eat sweets Absolutely. every day our cookbooks? <laughs> within reason. Yes, and within your macronutrient goals. Like if the sweets are above and beyond the calories that you need, you're going to gain weight. But if the sweets actually fit into your macros, then there's absolutely no problem. So I'm going to give you two or three options here. So A, you can eat whatever sweet that you want. So regardless if it's M&M, &M, I mean, it's not what we're recommending, but we yeah. want this to be sustainable for you and we want you to get some it needs to be something into something out of this. So let's just say it's M&Ms. If you wanna have M&Ms every day, have M&Ms every day. But I'm gonna tell you, in order for you to have the M&Ms, you have to go in for your workout first. So once you get that yeah. workout in, then you can put in your gym bag, those M&Ms on your walk home or in Post your car ride home, eat the M&Ms. But it's gotta be in a reasonable portion size. So don't just have a big bag of M&Ms, portion it out, know how many carbs you should have after your workout, and that's right there, you can have it that way. Your other option is, if you don't wanna work out as hard or you don't wanna train as frequently, make home, not I guess M&Ms are a good homemade example. Homemade M&Ms? Let's just say brownies, <laughs> like store-bought brownies. Make homemade brownies. So you're, you're controlling the ingredients going in, you're portioning it out, so it's fitting within your macros. So like in our liveleancookbook.com, like we have like tons of snack recipes in there, like brownies, um, like macadamia nut bars, like just protein, like there's so many oh, different things in there. Are so good. Macaroons. There's so many things. So, I have cupcakes in the Fearless Foodie one. All like, Oh, so Living lean is not about eating spinach and broccoli for the rest of your life. Not it's at about all. finding ways to make real healthy foods out of kind of pizza, out of burgers, out of um, French fries, out of brownies, whatever it may be. You can do it when you make it healthy. But if you want to just go the other route, do it after your workout and, and earn if, it. If you guys really think that we don't eat sweets or we don't eat any foods that are like enjoyable, then you must not be watching this channel yeah. or paying attention because we're trying to show you guys how diverse our diet is and how much we really are enjoying life and eating the foods that we want to eat. We prefer healthy foods, but like you said, you could make it fit in your macros. I mean, you could put your plate, have chicken, vegetables, and then <laughs> M&Ms instead of sweet potatoes. And that would be perfectly fine, like macronutrient wise. You just have to pay attention to make sure that you're not getting that spillover effect. That one video you have about spillover is like crushing it with the views on YouTube. If you guys haven't seen that video, it's about the spillover effect and it explains why you're gaining weight, you know, if your calories are too much. Yeah. Okay. Next question on YouTube from Kendall Koch says, I was just curious as to what your advice would be for someone who's trying to live lean but travels with friends and family. I try my best to eat as healthy when out and pack protein bars, etc. but family friends get sick of only eating at healthy restaurants and want to try other places that give less healthy options. I feel like I'm getting sick of ordering just chicken and veggies everywhere. Do you have any advice or other things to make it more exciting or any advice to convince other people to try more healthier options? P.S. I'm not the biggest potato fan, so unfortunately that rules out another option. <laughs> potato or sweet potato? Potato. But no potatoes? <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so we want to be clear that chicken and broccoli and salads are not the only things you can eat while living lean. You guys got to get over the idea that living lean is only these certain amount of foods and everything else is off limits for you. You can eat at restaurants, you can go out and be social and eat with other people. You just have to eat within your means. Anything cool. else? 
Mic drop. I'm, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get fierce on this one for you guys because I am getting tired yeah. of people thinking that we only eat freaking chicken and broccoli. Mm -hmm. Like, do you see that being the case over here? I love this passion getting... Oh, I'm getting hot. You've never been so hot and sexy before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Seriously, guys, it's really... I mean, your portion sizes do matter. So if we had to go out to eat dinner at KFC or whatever, do you think we would just sit there and just like that... freaking only eat grilled chicken and nothing else? We would probably have... A normal plate like everyone else is having but just don't eat all of it like don't eat three portion three people's plates worth you can just have a normal serving size and you're not gonna get fat off the occasional so-called unhealthy meal we'll leave it at that do you have anything else to add please? I was just gonna <laughs> I think you nailed it I was just gonna say like go back and watch my food war series on like how you can eat out at restaurants, fast food restaurants, McDonald's, KFC, like all these places, yes. and still get a decent sized calorie and macronutrient meal. So Absolutely. Is it ideal? Maybe not. Would we rather see you making your own big ass salads with sweet potatoes and stuff at home? Sure. But if that's not an option for you, there's other options and you just have to be creative instead of like throwing your hands up in the air and getting frustrated. But I do understand that it's hard to convince other people and when you're with other people, you kind of have to go with the flow. Decide what's more important to you, to hang out with those people or to do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, honestly, you know? in my experience, don't try to convince them. Just do you. And if it comes to a point where you need to move on, then you got to make that decision. I yeah. mean, that, that I've experienced it, so I, I feel it. What is that saying about the five people you hang out with the most is what your future looks like. Yeah. So just be careful. Choose wisely who you're hanging out with. I know when that's family, that's way easier said than done. I get that. You have to appreciate your family, cherish them, not take that lightly. But you know, when it comes to your health and your goals in life, you just have to make a choice. Okay, Jonas Bohm says, would you recommend any of your programs for the off season of a basketball player? Goal to up overall strength and vertical. All right, good question. Last one of the night. Um, I love it because it's an athletic style question. Yes. Um, so I don't have a specific athletic training program for increasing your vertical. Yeah. I have done one before though, and um, it was. Oh, that one that had all the isometrics. Yeah, in it, it was. Ooh, was and I did a video part. on it, uh -huh. um, which was one portion of the workout, and it was a book from a program from Tim Grover. And Tim Grover was the personal trainer of Michael Jordan and I think Dwayne Wade and a few other people. Um, so I would recommend you go check out that workout. And um, But if you want to do one of our workouts that's similar but it's not specifically for vertical, um, livelystrength.com would be a great one because that we're building strength and explosive and power training with that style workout. And that will help you get more explosive in all your movements. So Yeah, um, totally. That's the one I was thinking I would of. put you on livelystrength.com if you want to go check that one out. All right, guys, that is the show. Thank you guys so much for sitting through all 20 of these questions. That was a lot of information. And you got heated. And I did, I know, I'm still sweating from that. <laughs> I'm still sweating. Sorry, you guys. It. Like, you know, to the asker of that question, I don't know exactly what your name is, but thank you. And don't take it personally and think that I'm like attacking you for that question. It's just sometimes things like hit a string with us and we've been asked so many times and like feel like people are making these assumptions. And so I just feel like I have to like 
clear the air and let you guys all know that living lean is not restrictive. Living lean is not boring. Living lean doesn't mean you always have to eat chicken and broccoli. Yeah. So I just hope that came across and you didn't get freaked out. <laughs> okay, guys, we're on to the question of the day. And my question of the day for you guys is, what was your favorite clip from this episode? So what we've been doing on our episodes is we've been doing a thing called hashtag post, um, it. post it. Mm -hmm. So what we got, what we want you guys to do is in the comments below, use hashtag post it and then do a timestamp of a part that really resonate with you in the show. So it could be, um, hopefully you know, it wasn't my rant. It's like, a, <laughs> like we're looking for like a, a duration of under a minute. So like you would post zero, you'd post a time like 59 seconds to one, 58 and then we could see what that is then we can repost that on other social media channels and it helps us kind of engage with other people and bring more people into the show so we love for you guys to do that the highlight of the so show. the question of the day is what was your favorite part of this show what question what like um, Nugget of time wisdom. frame yeah use hashtag post it down in the comments and put that time frame in there we love you guys thank you so much for watching and Kurt live it late Boy. Shout out to all our Live Lean podcast listeners. We love you and would so appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. We need your feedback to improve and grow. So please give us a review right now.